Hello and welcome back, my dear friends, to Deliciously Bookish. Today, we're going to talk all things cozy. It's one of my favorite topics ever, just talking about cozy things. But even better, we're going to be talking about cozy autumn books. So, we're going to get started in just a minute, but... I just want to say, I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are having a great weekend coming up. Here, we're getting ready for Halloween because this Saturday we're having our family come over and we're going to carve and paint pumpkins and bake some goodies, some pumpkin goodies. We're going to make some pumpkin muffins and some pumpkin cookies, and I'm super excited for that. So I will be sharing the pumpkin muffins recipe at the end of the podcast. Okay, so I hope you guys are enjoying and I hope that soon you guys will be enjoying Halloween because that's not so far away now. (laughs) Anyway, let's get this podcast started with our cozy autumn reads. The first book I want to talk about is Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. And I read this book a few years ago and I loved it. It is so cozy. I'm not sure why it reminds me of fall, but it does. It's just how cozy it is, I think. And I have seen the movie multiple times. They've made a movie out of this book. Um, It's made by Studio Ghibli, which is Hayao Miyazaki film. And it's just awesome. So if you like Studio Ghibli, I imagine you've seen Howl's Moving Castle. I think that you should check out the book because it's definitely a good book to feel cozy in autumn. So I'm going to start reading the blurb. And it says, Sophie has the great misfortune of being the eldest of three daughters, destined to fail miserably should she ever leave home to seek her fate. But when she unwittingly attracts the ire of the witch of the waste, Sophie finds herself under a horrid spell that transforms her into an old lady. Her only chance at breaking it lies in the ever-moving castle in the hills, the wizard Hal's castle. To untangle the enchantment, Sophie must handle the heartless Hal, strike a bargain with the fire demon, and meet the witch of the waste head-on. Along the way, she discovers that there's far more to Hal and herself than first meets the eye. Yeah, if you like fantasy, if you like books by like Neil Gaiman and stuff, I highly recommend House Moving Castle by Dan Owen Jones. So let's go to the next book we're going to talk about is... Ooh, and then there were none by Agatha Christie. And honestly, you can't go wrong with any Agatha Christie book, especially during fall, because it's just cozy murder mystery goodness. And, you know, she writes more of the cozy murder mystery. It's not too dark. It's not too graphic. You know, there's no cursing. There's no there's no sort of, you know, sexual preferences. It's just all around cozy goodness. And in my opinion, and the and then there were none is my favorite by Agatha Christie. I really liked it. I thought it was so good. So, first, there were ten, a curious assortment of strangers summoned as weekend guests to a little private island off the coast of Devon. Their host, an eccentric millionaire unknown to all of them, is nowhere to be found. All that the guests have in common is a wicked past they're unwilling to reveal, and a secret that will seal their fate. For each has been been marked for murder. A famous nursery rhyme is framed and hung in each room of the mansion. 
Ten little boys went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. Nine little boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. Eight little boys traveling in Devon. One said he'd stay there. Then there were seven. Seven little boys chopping up sticks. One chopped himself in half, and then there were six. Six little boys playing with the hive. A bumblebee stung one, and then there were five. Five little boys going in for law. One got in chancery, and then there were four. Four little boys going out to sea. A red herring swallowed one, and then there were three. Three little boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one, and then there were two. Two little boys sitting in the sun. One got frizzled, and then there were none. One little boy left all alone. Oh, wait, and then there wasn't one. I'm sorry. One little boy left all alone. He went out and hanged himself, and then there were none. There we go. When they realize that murders are occurring as described in the rhyme, terror mounts. One by one, they fall prey. Before the weekend is out, there will be none. Who has choreographed this dastardly scheme, and who will be left to tell the tale? Only the dead are above suspicion. Classic murder mystery. Classic Agatha Christie. Classic great autumn book to read. Next, we're going to have a new one that I read actually this month. And it was very short and it was very cute and it was very cozy. It was a cozy mystery. So it was very easy to read and it was light. And I was really surprised that I actually enjoyed it as much as I did. Because honestly, I just... The main character in this book reminded me so much of uh, Hercule Poirot, which is the main, one of the main characters in a series by Agatha Christie. And it was just such a cute book. So I read uh, Chef Maurice and a Spot of Truffle by J.A. Lang. And I really enjoyed this. So it's Autumn and Coswalds, and Chef Maurice is facing a problem of mushrooming proportion. Not only has his wild herb and mushroom supplier Ollie Meadows missed his weekly delivery, he's missing vital signs too when he turns up dead in the woods near Beakley Village. Soon, Chef Maurice is up to his nose in some seriously rotten business, complete with threatening notes, a pignapping, and an extremely well-catered stakeout. Can he solve Ollie's murder before his homemade investigation brings the killer out for second helpings? Cozy mystery. Definitely check it out. I really enjoyed it. It was definitely a good book for this month. Next, we have Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. And most people, I imagine, know what Practical Magic is because there was a movie that came out in, I believe, the late 90s with uh, Nicole Kidman and um, Sandra Bullock. And that movie was so cute. I watched it earlier this month for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. I'm sad to say that I haven't read the book, but I, I, I want to because it is part of a series. And Practical Magic is technically the first in the sense that it was the first written in the series. But chronologically, it is not the first in the, for the story. But I think everyone should check it out. If not, if not the book, watch the movie because I really thought the movie was cute because it was witchy and cozy and just spooky. And it wasn't scary. It was just... It was so cute, and it was so, there was dark moments that had me like, oh, this is definitely for Halloween. So, the Owen sisters confront the challenges of life and love in this bewitching novel from New York Times bestselling author Alice Hoffman. 
For more than 200 years, the Owens women have been blamed for everything that has gone wrong in their Massachusetts town. Gillian and Sally have endured that fate as well. As children, the sisters were forever outsiders. <coughs> Excuse me. Taunted, talked about, pointed at. Their elderly aunts almost seemed to encourage the whispers of witchery with their musty house and their exotic concoctions and, co- co- concoctions and their crowd of black cats. But all Gillian and Sally wanted was to escape. One will do so by marrying, the other by running away. But the bonds they share will bring them back, almost as if by magic. Yeah, so Practical Magic, definitely a good book for October. Um, okay, the next three books... Oh, I'm sorry, I only have two left. Ah! The next two books I both have not read, but I, I'm planning to. I'm definitely reading the next book I'm going to talk about next October. I'm going to definitely buy it by then and read it because it just it screams cozy October book um it is called The Simplicity of Cider by Amy E. Reichert focused and unassuming fifth generation cider maker Santa Lund has one desire to live a simple quiet life on our family's apple orchid orchard orchid <laughs> gosh I'm tired I'm sorry guys orchard in Door County, Wisconsin. Although her business is struggling, Santa remains fiercely devoted to the orchard despite her brother's attempts to convince their aging father to sell the land. Single dad Isaac Banks has spent years trying to shield his son Sebastian from his troubled mother. Fleeing heartbreak at home, Isaac packed up their lives and the two headed out on an adventure driving across the country. Chance, or fate, led them straight to Santa's orchard. Isaac's helping hands are much appreciated at the apple farm, even more when Santa's father is injured in an accident. As Santa's formerly simple life becomes increasingly complicated, she finds solace in unexpected places. Friendship with young Sebastian is something more deliciously complex with Isaac until an outside threat infiltrates the farm. Definitely sounds good for fall. A hundred percent. I wanted to buy this book, but it would have gotten here late by the time because I couldn't get it anywhere in my local libraries and I couldn't find it anywhere in my local bookshops. So I would have to order it online and it probably would have taken a couple of weeks. So it would have been a little late coming. So definitely I'm going to check out that one next year. The next book I have on my list is, oh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And this book was really popular all on booktube and bookstagram and all that um last year i guess it was i own this physical copy my friend is borrowing it right now and when i get it back i'll probably read it probably not right away it's on my list to read i'm going to read it i started to read it and then i stopped and as it was very well written but um i borrowed it out so once I get it back, I let you know actually how that how it actually is when I actually complete it. So we have The Invisible Life by Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. A life no one will remember. A story you will never forget. Now that's a line. I'm just saying. France, 1714. In a moment, moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian bargain to live forever and it's cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue, 
and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, nearly after 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore, and he remembers her name. So this book, you know, it's kind of a mix of fantasy and romance, and it seems a little spooky, making, you know, kind of a bargain with some sort of entity, maybe demonic or devilly in sense. So I definitely think it has the fall vibes. And when I read it, it was it just felt like a little dark, not scary dark, not like that, but like just just gothic almost in a sense. Even but I was also in the beginning where she was in in, you know, her beginning of the story. So I think that that was would definitely be one to check out. So The Visible Life of Addie LaRue is definitely one I think that would be very cozy to read. Especially with like a cup of tea and like in front of a fire. Like that's what I imagine. Ooh, sounds good. So then let's talk now about our recipe for this week. This week, I'm planning on making pumpkin muffins and I'm going to be making them on Saturday. And I'll be sharing them with my family and friends. So... This recipe comes from bettycrocker.com, and I will have this linked in the description box. So you're going to need one and a half cups whole wheat flour, one cup all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons baking soda, one and one-fourth teaspoons kosher salt, one and one-fourth teaspoons ground cinnamon, one and one-eighth teaspoons ground nutmeg, three-fourths teaspoon ground cloves, one and a half two teaspoon ground ginger, one and a half cup sugar, two thirds cup canola oil, one and a half cup water, three eggs, and one can or 15 ounces of pumpkin. And it says specifically not pumpkin pie mix. So what you're going to do is heat oven at 350, place paper baking cup in each of the 24 regular size muffin cups in a large bowl, mix flour, baking soda, salt, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and ginger. Mix well. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Make well in center of mixture. In medium bowl, stir sugar, oil, water, and eggs with whisk. Stir in pumpkin. Add to flour mixture, stirring just until moistened. Divide, batter evenly among muffin cups. Bake 25 minutes or until toothpick inserted in center comes out clean. Cool five minutes. Remove from pans to cooling racks. Serve warm or cold. And this recipe makes 24 servings. And it says it takes 45 minutes total and 15 minutes prep to make. I think that I'm actually going to make a cream cheese frosting for them. I am not have to find a recipe for one because I feel like there just needs to be something else on top. And I feel like the cream cheese frosting is always the best with like pumpkin cakes and things. If not that, maybe even like a buttercream frosting. I don't know. I have to figure that one out. But it definitely sounds good. So if you want something pumpkin-y, that sounds, it sounds really simple, really simple to make, but it's going to be good to have so the kids can just pick and take because, like I said, we're having family over, so we're having the kids over and carving pumpkins and painting pumpkins, and we're going to just be super cozy. I am also, on Sunday, baking a whole lot, too, because my daughter's having a sort of a party with her kindergarten class because they do it every year to raise money for a charity. And some this year, some of the parents were asked to make desserts and I volunteered. So I'm planning on making 
I'm going to have the pumpkin muffins and pumpkin cookies, but those I'm just going to have whatever's left from Saturday. So on Monday, I will bring in, hopefully I will bring in those pumpkin muffins and pumpkin cookies. But on Sunday, I'm planning on making a chocolate chip cookies and oatmeal raisin cookies, definitely. I may or may not make sugar cookies. I'm not sure yet, but I, you know, cookies are so easy for everyone. They're easy to, to handle. And I just think that they're just my, one of my favorite kind of baking to do is cookies. So maybe next week I'll have one of the recipes for those because that's what I'm making also this week. So I'm baking a lot for Saturday and Sunday, but it's going to be fun because it, I just, I enjoy it. So it'll be great. So yeah, um, there's not much more to talk about. I guess I could quickly just say, you know, I have recently finished a book. I finished my first audiobook ever, which was a science fiction, but it was a sci-fi horror like mix and it was called The Luminous Dead and I'm not I'm not 100% what the author's name was, but I will definitely talk about it in my October wrap up at the end. I guess the beginning of November, I'll have that episode and I can talk about that one. And as of now, I'm reading a book that is also a sci-fi horror called The Anomaly. I'm trying to slowly see if I can get into sci-fi because I think that I would really enjoy sci-fi. I just never really got into it so much. So I'm trying to blend it with my favorite kind of genre, which is horror. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, well, that's the end of this episode. Hope you guys had fun. And remember to stay deliciously bookish.